0: What's up everybody, Energy's Love Podcast, thank you very much for going out on iTunes and subscribing. Hey, when you're on iTunes and you're listening to the show, whether it's through your phone or on your laptop, your Mac, whatever the case may be, make sure you rate us, leave us a review. That's a great way to help the show build and expand and grow and reach more listeners. I also want to challenge everybody out there. Now if you enjoy the show and you like what you're listening to, then the challenge is share it. Tell your friends, tell your family members, make a point to at least go out and tell somebody today about the Energy is Love podcast so that more people can find it, more people can listen to it, we can keep expanding and keep growing. Here we go with all the different things we got to talk about. First off, July 30th, Dancing Crane Import, Port, Salt Lake City, Utah, 673 East Simpson Avenue. It is the fourth anniversary of the Soul Works Fair. Now, the SoulWorks Fair is an amazing event that's been put on by Betty Pease. You guys heard Betty in our very first episode of the podcast. At this fair, you're going to find all sorts of things. You're going to have energy healers, card readers, past life readings, mediums, all sorts of different stuff, including all the amazing things that Dancing Crane has to offer as well. So it's a really good opportunity to come out and check everything out. That's going to be July 30th. The reason I bring it up is, hey, the podcast is going to be there. We're going to be there recording that day, chatting it up with everybody. So it's a good opportunity to come out. And if you'd like, be on the show yourself. We'd love to see our listeners and we'd love to chat you guys up and have you on the show. Remember, that's July 30th, Dancing Crane Imports Soulworks Fair. Zen Float, Zen Float Company, ZenFloatCo.com, the in home float tent. First and foremost, it's an amazing experience in floating. Now it's practical to float in your home. for your own in-home float tent at Zen Float Co. Lay back and relax. It's an amazing experience. Go check it out, guys. There's a link on our Facebook page, Energy is Love Podcast, and you'll see right at the top, Zen Float Co. Click on that link. Go buy your tent. When you check out, enter the promo code, Energy is Love, and you get a free pair of underwater headphones. Can't beat that. That's a great deal. Listen to the podcast while you float in your amazing Zen Float Co. tent of wonder. We also have to thank Crystal Water Float Spa for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, We record all of our episodes out at Crystal Water Float. It's an amazing place. It's a wonderful space. Steph and I, we also do all of our energy work there. We see our clients there. It's a wonderful space. Check them out online at crystalwaterfloat.com or go to their Facebook page, Crystal Water Float Spa. Crystal Water has the amazing dream pod for you to float in. And that, my friends, my listeners, the universe, that is an incredible experience. So go check them out. Like I said, if you live in the area, by all means, come swing in, pop in and say, hi, come float. You'll love it. On today's episode, I had the honor and the privilege of sitting down for the first time with somebody who has actually their own podcast as well, a fellow podcaster. Her name's Venicia Bella. Her show is Lifeline, which you can find on iTunes as well. Um, we're going to have it linked in the show notes, so pay attention and go subscribe to her show, listen to it, rate it, review it, all that fun stuff. But that's a little bit about what we talked about, and the vast majority of the show is filled with some amazing conversation and some really deep conversation. Um, Venetia is quite the amazing woman, does a lot of different things, but I'm not going to kind of spoil it. I want you guys to listen and hear what kind of life she's led and the experiences that she's gone through. Because it's actually, and I know everybody has a unique life experience, but her story and her life is one of those that, it just doesn't come along very often. So you guys are going to love this episode, I have no doubt. Um, you can find Venicia online at what's happening.net as well as just venetiabella.com pay attention to a lot of the things that she says and talks about because you're bound to learn something, i guarantee it. So sit back and relax. Here we go with the Energy is Love podcast episode something or another. Don't know where we're at or which one this is, but you're going to love it with Venicia Bella. Here we go. You're listening to the Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love. The Energy is the Love podcast. The Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love energy is love podcast the podcast for the universe
1: the energy is love
0: podcast good afternoon everybody maybe it's not afternoon maybe it's morning i don't know it's afternoon for me so good afternoon everybody my guest today is Venetia. i said it right right
2: good job you did you did say i was it.
0: practicing before we started recording so i'm glad that i got it down you
2: pulled it off well
0: well thank you so much for coming out and being on the show i really appreciate it
2: My my pleasure.
0: I'm excited to chat with you. First and foremost, uh, you're the first person that I've had on this show who also has a podcast. I do. So I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about that. We'll get kind of geeky for a minute and talk about podcasting.
2: Oh, I love to get geeky.
0: So the name of your show is Lifeline, right? It is, yes. And how did you get into it?
2: You know, it was kind of an accidental thing. Well, I don't want to say accidental. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's divineness in everything. Exactly. I'm universally kissed and sometimes we make out. And so... (laughs) So I, I had a meeting with with uh, my producer, who is now a business partner, and we were discussing some other business aspects and uh he said you know i do podcasts and i said ooh ooh so do i (laughs) and he said you do he said where i said with you (laughs) and so and that's how it happened that's how it happened and and uh, the whole meeting shifted Mm -hmm. it ended up becoming a conversation about my podcast what do i want to call it so it was a universal it was a universal uh, meeting it was just predestined
0: those are the best ones
2: yeah yeah. I love
0: it when stuff stands out like that, me and then too. you look at it after the fact, and you're like, "Oh man, that was good." It
2: meant to be. Stars
0: definitely, def- definitely aligned for yeah. that. Yeah. How long have you been doing it?
2: Almost a year. It's um, ten months. I'm yeah. Ten months. August. Do you love it? I do. <laughs> I do actually. My <laughs> next, fun, huh? My next topic that I'm recording tomorrow is: I don't do what I love; I do what loves me.
0: That's good. I like that topic. Yeah. Yeah. Should we give them a sneak peek and talk about it a little bit?
2: <laughs> we can. We absolutely can. Um,
0: I do what loves me. That's I a really, do. really good saying phrase mantra doesn't matter phrasing
2: what i love phrasing yeah and it, the more the more that my listeners get into listening to my podcast lifeline they'll they notice and you'll notice that i am very very big on phrasing yeah wordplay and, and definitions you know um just a single word can mean so much more than meets the eye so we were we and we had a barbecue at my house and uh there was uh, there was a guest with a friend of mine that asked what i do you know and i explained one of the things that i do is my podcast and he said oh i bet you love that and i said I said, well, you know, I, I don't do what I love. I, I do what loves me. And I said, ooh, ooh, that's a show. That's a show. <laughs> Somebody write <Yeah>. that down. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. Yeah. yeah. My friend texted to me because I do that, I'll forget. Uh-huh. I become, I'm a conduit. So these things come into my head and out of my mouth. And if I move on to the next yeah. thing, it's over. Yeah, I don't know. then you spaced it. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. So it, And I do. I, I really do. I do what loves me. And what I mean by that. Definitively, is the passion and the resource for that is is something that it, it doesn't just create me inspiration. It inspires me. So what I do is my muse. You know, um, it's it's a it's that passion that feeds me. It's what's in love with me not so much what I'm in love with, you know. So I I can all day, I can say that, you know, what I do, I do because I genuinely care very much, Mm -hmm. not just for people, but individually, each and every one of them, you, me, the next guy, the next gal, you know. But as a whole, in a whole spectrum, it's far beyond love. I care very deeply, and and f- so what I get from that, is, is I get loved, I get cared for in in return. Yeah, you know, and and I that's another one of my topics is care versus love. We can love all day, and love has been so loosely thrown about that the meaning has been aske- it's a mm-hmm. You know, people. You'll meet someone in the next minute. They're telling you they love you, and and not that that's not genuine. Because I really believe that's genuine. But but there's so much more to that. Yeah. And so, in that topic, I say, you know, how how does it make you feel? In verses, if I say I love you, versus I care for you, I care for you means so much more. It can't be thrown about or misused like love can. And so that's how I feel about what it is that I do is is I receive so much. It's all much. about the words. It really is. I am so big on that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think they carry that vibration. They carry that energy. I think mm-hmm. that's the different. I think everything's energy. I think we're all connected, blah, 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 blah. But I think that's one of the big defining reasons why we are not just who we are, but why we are on, see, not why we're on this planet, but why we are kind of the, and I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to sound conceited or, but why we are the important factor on this planet. Not that everything isn't important, right? So the animals, the plants, everything plays its role. Everything's important. But I think that we as human beings kind of shape and mold the planet. And a lot of it I think has to do with obviously our energy and all those kind of different things. But I think that's one of the differentiating factors is our words and our ability to speak and our ability to communicate.
2: That's right. Because it does carry
0: so much weight and so much energy and kind of power behind it.
2: Mm -hmm. And people have, I don't like to put a definitive um, context on things, but Mm -hmm. it seems that the majority of people have lost that touch of reality of how important words are. You know, yeah. One of my very favorite words is generous. "sugenerous."
0: generous mm-hmm.
2: Do you know what it means? I don't have a clue. Ooh, you're gonna love it. It's a beautiful word. You ready for it? S u i g e n e r i s. It means one of a kind, cannot be duplicated, rare, meant to be appreciated and noticed, just for that one. That's beautiful. That Even is beautiful. the definition is poetic.
0: I've got one for you. Mellifluous.
2: Ooh-hoo. Isn't that one pretty? Detail, detail.
0: <laughs> mellifluous is actually one that kind of came through um, through spirit, through meditation, doesn't matter how you want to look at it. It came in conjunction with my wife and I and everything like that. It was a really cool. Um, you know how weird shit comes to you during meditation and mm-hmm. dreaming yeah. and all that kind of state of yeah. consciousness where you don't know necessarily where everything's coming from. Uh, but that's where that one came through. And it means... And I'm going to completely kind of hack it here. But it's speaking in such a way that is not not like melodious, not like singing, mm-hmm. but in such a way that kind of, I guess, hypnotizes and, you know, but not in the sense of hypnotize that we would think. And like I said, I'm doing a terrible job on the definition and, mm-hmm. and don't ask me how to spell it. It's like Mississippi. It's one of those that you have to memorize.
2: I love that. Yeah. Melifluous, right? Mm-hmm. But kind of
0: like a melodic way of speaking that enchants and you know grabs people.
2: Ooh, I really like that. Yeah. I love new words. There's a lot. Mm, there's so many. <laughs> there's so many. I've, for, for a year, and this was when I was younger, I still occasionally will thumb through the, the dictionary and thesaurus, but for a year... I spent. I'm a poet, mm-hmm and I, that's one of the things
0: I want to talk to you about. But go ahead.
2: I spent a, a lot of time just writing every day, and and I was I was 16, and so it was it was a very. Uh, Is that when you kind of started? No, no, I've I've written since I was about eight. Yeah, but 16 was was a a big shift. In my life, and so I traveled a lot, and I wrote a lot, and I copied the dictionary a mm-hmm.
1: lot.
2: And so there were... Like literally? Literally. Why? Uh-huh. Well, because I, I'm i the kind of person, I have a, uh, a photographic memory, but I really have to pay attention to it, and I have to single it out. And the dictionary is, there's so many different words on one <coughs> page. That if I don't separate it and write it down, I I won't remember. Yeah. So, so that's what I did. You know, I would I would go through each each alphabetical letter, and I would just find words that spoke to me, that mused me, and I was writing a lot, so I wanted you know I wanted a Build deeper your vocabulary. vocabulary and yeah. And so I did that, and I, I copied all these words, and I do that occasionally, but that is one one of my very favorite words, that and verve. Verb. Mm-hmm. Verb is is one of my favorites, and that that one is, is um, to express yourself artistically in yeah. vibrance and color. Yeah, yeah, it's a good word.
0: Alacrity. One. Alacrity. I'm a big fan of that one. That I use one's that one all the times one. when yeah. I'm yelling at the kids. <laughs> to get off their asses and do shit. You got to proceed with alacrity because yeah. we got to go. Uh huh.
2: Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Um,
0: why was sixteen a big time period? What happened during? Like, because it sounds like it was probably. Shitty.
2: It was. It was a lot of different things. Yeah. It was shitty. It was. Um, it was wonderful. It was. There was a lot of passion. There was a lot of growth. A lot of spiritual death and awakening.
0: Yeah, but that's looking know? at it from the lens of you know hindsight and uh-huh. your yeah. awakeningness mm-hmm. now and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, what happened during the time? If you don't mind talking.
2: Well, about. I I traveled a lot. My mother. She's she's yet passed. Mm-hmm. She's passed, uh, but she was an alcoholic and, and an addict and things like that. And I spent my life caring for her, mm-hmm. you know, not just nurturing her physically, but emotionally, psychologically, mentally. And that was the time of my life where I said, you know what, I'm done. I'm done, and I left. I didn't return for for almost two years. And and I was on the road, yeah. not only on the road, but at that age, I was on the street. You so know? essentially, so, you
0: kind of ran away.
2: Well, I did. Yeah. I, I ran away, but it was I was allowed. She didn't come after me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was nice. <laughs> I feel like I, I walked away. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, you know, and it was it was a really bizarre time. I you know I I saw a lot of. Crazy things. There were a lot of really crazy experiences, you know. Um, situations where I am very grateful to be alive. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, you know, and then I intentionally put myself. You know, I was already on the street, but I had a lot of friends. You know, I traveled a lot, and I was real likable. So, yeah, I kind of couch surfed a lot.
0: You grew up in California, didn't you? I
2: did. I did.
0: And when you say traveled a lot was it just kicking it all over place in California or was No, coast to coast. Really?
2: Yeah, coast to. I followed the Dead <laughs> that year.
0: <laughs> well, that makes a lot of sense. Big time. Yeah. Was it fun? It was so much fun. I can't even imagine. Oh At 16, my gosh. like 1617, that's what you did. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow,
0: you are lucky to be
1: alive.
2: I know. <laughs> I know. And I had a Volkswagen bus. It was awesome. Very and, cool. And I picked up I picked up hi- hippies and and the hitchhikers one the way. Yeah. Day and, yeah, but, I mean, they, it, was, it was dangerous, too.
0: Yeah, it was. No, it was
2: dangerous, too. <laughs> yeah, there's
0: no way, hell, so. I'm let my 16-year-old go like that.
2: Oh, the time time is so different now, though. It is different. Everything is so different now.
0: So looking back at it, like I said, I mean, you're going back to that time period and you're seeing all the amazing benefits from those experiences, even though at the time I'm sure you had experiences or, you know, sitting in it at the time, there were times, how many more times can I say time?
2: Let's, let's see what
0: time it is. But <laughs> I'm sure that it was difficult at the time and that you struggled and that it was a challenge. But then looking back at it, <clears throat> so much growth and expansion and learning from those experiences. Is there anything that you can think of? Now, this is kind of a tricky question because if you're, when I say you're spiritually enlightened, it's not a judgment call on the people that we would classify as not spiritually enlightened. Everybody's on their own path and right, everybody, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we don't necessarily regret anything because we see the benefit from both what we would typically label good and bad. But are there any experiences during that time period that you not necessarily regret, but that you kind of wish you hadn't had to have gone through?
2: I would have to right off the bat say no, just because I would have to sit here and think about it. Yeah. You know, to to come up with something. No, uh uh-uh. No, and, you know, not only was that a really good time, a really good year for mm-hmm. me, but it was, it was great for my mother, you know, my leaving and being that crutch for her woke her up. She quit drinking, she quit doing drugs and, and all of that. Now, after that fact, though, I can tell you the only thing that I regret is, you know, she, she became sober on all accords, and I had built up this animosity. After I had yeah. decided I was done, you know.
0: So that relationship was never quite the same.
2: Right. Well, she all she wanted was me for years and years and years. And I had just, you know, once I had decided I was done, I was done. Mm-hmm. And so f- there was this huge window of time where I could have spent with her and I didn't, you know. She passed and I I, I was very fortunate to have finally let go of all of those things it was in the middle of, it was 2.30 in the morning, it was 2.32 in the morning, I woke up, it was a blizzard outside, and I had moved back at this point, mm-hmm. and um, I put on my shoes, and I was just pulled to her, you know, I was told, you need to put all of these past animosity and issues and resentments behind you, and you, you're putting on your boots and your coat, and you're going to go clean off the car, and you're going to go over there, and you're going to give her a hug. And, and it was bizarre because I did. You know, I did. I, it, was, it was in the morning. I woke up out of nowhere, and I needed to have some type of closure. And I had I had grown to learn... And love what it felt like being a daughter for a month it was 29 days exactly for a month I was a daughter and I had a mom and I stayed the night with her and she plucked my eyebrows and laid my head in her lap and things like that and then she passed so that you know in my life I can say that is the only regret real regret I have
1: so, this
0: is going to be kind of a shitty thing to, wait, wait, I shouldn't say shitty. It's going to be kind of a difficult thing to talk about, I'm assuming. Um, and I sure hope you're okay with it because I think that there's a lot of value in us discussing this, this thing right now. So, I think that's very common where we, we grow up and especially if we grow up in a place with our parents that, I mean, nobody has ideal parents because our parents didn't have ideal parents. Do you know right. what I mean? Well, I do. Everybody's always doing the best that they possibly can with what they have in front of them at the time. And I personally have gone through, you know, ebbs and flows as far as kind of how I view my parents, and my relationship with my parents and all that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of people that get stuck in animosity and hate and frustration and anger towards their parents because of their childhood, because of the experiences that they had to go through, Mm -hmm. whether it was their parents. I mean, your mom's an alcoholic and she's an addict, and so you're suffering because of being brought up and raised in that environment and that experience and neglect and all the kind of different things that I'm sure that you know we could get lost in all of those stuff. That's not what I'm concerned with, even though it's important. Um, But for you personally, how do you how do you get over that hump? How do you get past that anger and that animosity? I think it's really, really common. And I think it's a part of growth that people have to go through where they kind of make peace with their childhood and with their parents and the experiences that they had. How have you been able to do that? Or are you still kind of in the process of it?
2: Well, you, you listen to past and passing, right? Mm-hmm. Was that the one? Um, uh, I had 13 people in my family pass in, in one year, six months, and 17 days, mm-hmm. my entire family, including my husband, and uh, that was, it's beyond the recognition of definition in one word. There's no way that I can tell you, how did you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Sum it up in a sentence. Yeah, yeah, I can't do that. I can't do that. So I, one thing I don't do is I do not use the word death. It's it's completely. It is so absolute. It's so um, complete. So what, what pass do you use? When we pass. Pass. When we pass. You know. So when when everyone and it was one year and six months and 17 days my whole family was gone and it was one right after another and so i went into the business of burying people i'm a professional obituary composer (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah right well my father was the last to pass and when he when he passed and i conducted the service celebrations of life they were all wonderful beautiful i was the one who conducted them not some stranger right I went home, and I sat down, and I'm a mother of two. I sat down in the middle of my living room floor, and I looked around, and I did not recognize anything. I literally had been sucked into a completely different dimension. There was no absolution for me. There was no literacy for me. I had always been the kind of person... I was never real emotional, mm-hmm. well, you know, very compassionate, not very sensitive. So I used to always say, your heart, you cannot teach it, cannot make decisions, therefore it's not valid. You take it to your head, you make <laughs> logic out of it, and you go with that. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, I have all of these feelings, right? I, like, never really cried in my life. And I'm not crying, but I'm weeping to the point to where I'm wet, you know, mm-hmm. and and. People use their shirts for tissues. I want you to know that.
0: (laughs) I am well aware.
2: (laughs) So I passed. Right? And this is how I'm thinking at that moment. The truth is, is death is in life, not in passing. I died. I died for almost five years. Yeah. And I'm also a mother. So I kept everything together, you know, the roof over their head I made dinner made sure they were in school grades were great but one day almost four and a half years my daughter said to me you know mama you're always home you're always you're always home but you're never here Hmm. wow okay well so a few months later how old was she do you remember she was let me see she was seven, she was 16. 16. She was 16.
0: See, damn kids.
2: She was 16 years old. She's 21 now. Yeah. Uh, so at 16 years old, so a few months later, well, it was three and a half months later, literally the three and, a half mark, three and a half month mark. And I, I had said out loud, I don't know if I'm ever gonna be okay again. And I'm the most optimistic person that I know. I have to be for all going through and coming through all of that. Mm-hmm. I can be absolutely off my rocker. Well, right when I thought like I would never be okay again, and I said that out loud, I was hit with moments of clarity for five days. So for five days, I removed myself from my house. It was intense. And I was reincarnated. I was reincarnated in this life and so you ask me how do you come to a point to where you recognize all of that animosity and all of that struggle of anger and and the torment that we hold internal right mm-hmm. and project outwards it's really hurting us it's not hurting them yeah whoever that might be um that's when I designed a mirror image. You know, I made the workshop that I teach. And I had decided after, I, after that fifth day, and I was literally reincarnated in this life, I had decided that I was going to sit in front of my mirror for an hour every single day and go back in my memory as far as I could and look at myself and speak out loud everything I could remember.
0: So it's... Th- I can't even, I mean, that's got to be intense. I oh. could see, you know, doing that for five minutes, for 10 minutes, but to make the commitment an to hour. do that for an hour. Because yeah. you're going to go back and you're going to remember some shit. Oh. You're going to go through a lot of things.
2: You're going to remember. I remember things that I didn't even realize I had to remember. Yeah. But now <clears throat> you want to, You all right. You know, most people think that it's going to be hard. Right? Yes, God, That's going to be so hard. Yeah. It's more humiliating than anything.
0: Well, that's what I'm thinking is Mm -hmm. when my mind, the most overwhelming thing that's going to come up is shame.
2: That's exactly right.
0: You're going to have just be bombarded by shame of all of the actions and all of the experiences and all the things you not only did but didn't do. Right. and all the choices that you could have made, but you, you didn't because of fear, because of anxiety, because an inability to cope. Right. So much shame.
2: Well, not only that, but I mean, we're talking about things that, that I experienced even in my childhood. Yeah. So those things are external. You those, still
0: carry shame for them, though, I think, even well, in some level or some way. You
2: know what? I, once I had gone through all of that, why well, not only did I do that, but I decided I was going to wake up every morning. And of course, after going to the bathroom, <laughs> greet myself. And I literally hug myself every mm-hmm. day. And I look at myself and I say, Good morning, Venishabela. I greet myself. And pretty soon, once I started doing that over and over and over and over again, my name wasn't just something that people call me. It's lyrics and a song written just for me. That I am with myself first and foremost, first. Yeah. Every single day. No matter even if I wake up with someone right next to me, right? But the thing about my situation that makes it a little different than, than most I've yet met <laughs> <laughs> is... I don't have any more living family. And so, after all of that, after going through all of that and coming through all of that, I had to rely on me. And so, when I sat in front of the mirror for an hour, it wasn't almost, it was almost not by choice, but by design. Yeah. I was meant to. I was meant to. It was the only way that I could really figure out what I was supposed to do. And, and, and it, it brought me back to life. And so it wasn't, it wasn't about coming to terms with anything. It was about getting to really know who I am mm-hmm. and who I'm not. Just the simplicity of joy. Not happiness, but joy.
0: Yeah, I'm big on
1: joy.
2: Me too. I love joy. Yeah. You know, and I even got a friend named Joy, and she's like so (laughs) conceited because I'm all about joy, right? (laughs) She's my best friend. You know? And so when that question, that question, how do you, how do we come to terms with that animosity? There is no one way. There is no one answer that anyone can give anyone on how to do that. Yeah there's just not. And, and I really wish there was. And I hope that someone comes up with something and 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 one word, one sentence that helps someone, you know, move and shift into that space. But the only thing that I can do is share my experience in the fact that it's very rare that someone loses 13 people in one year, six months, 17. days. <laughs> okay, well, like, gosh, I, I swear I feel a robotic yeah. when I say that sometimes. Um, I would have never, I, ne- I wouldn't be who I am right now if I wouldn't have come through all that. I would not have the gratitude and the the joy for life and the people that I have in it and the experiences that I get to partake in and move through every moment of every day if I had not suffered so much. And I say loss not because they're gone, because they're not. Yeah. Their spirits are with me all the time. I wrote a poem, by yes. the way. Do you want to read it or oh, tell can us? Can, I, can it? I? Of course. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. Hold on. So. Um, This poem, I wrote, in the poem, I say, um, 13, you have buried, yes, this is true, but we have not died, we've passed into you. All of our strengths, love, and glory, you now possess. And when I wrote that, I'm so weird, because when I write, um, I start out with an idea, and then I just write. So I I don't know what I've written until I'm done. Uh-huh. But when I um, when I wrote that, I thought, wow, that is really cool because I um, I had I really had no idea that, and I believe that. I believe that when we have loved ones that pass. Um. They pass into us. That's what past and passing is all about. They pass into us. And once they pass into us, that's why we feel all that heaviness that we project in the idea of sadness.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But it's heaviness because, you know, the spirit actually can, It contains its own weight, point, point 0.4 grams. That's so cool. And and so that, it, that spirit passes into us. And then you have the passing when, when the spirit passes through us. And it's in that other dimension, right? Yeah. So this poem is called Mind You. Oh, mind you, I've traveled afar from a place. I can recall yet seems unattainable, unretainable. The thought of merely thinking of thinking to think. Such a journey leaves bold men the weaker and the super less the hero. So far back on roads traveled while eyes masked, tied shut, that the only way of recalling is to walk through the gut. The sour taste stains the roof of my mouth. The stench of death rotting, I am dead, let me out. Thirteen men buried nice and tidy by my hand I've traveled afar from a far distant land Five years on this journey a furious need to find Any way out, out of this sorrow, out of this drought I hear life is calling, still my eyes masked, tied shut Can't see where I'm going, headed nowhere Keep forward, you've got this, myself says to me. Unmasked, eyes opened by the moment in time. Clarity, moment after moment, they flood in. A good look around, behold, what do I see? Standing fifty feet, looking down upon me. The tree of life shadows down with an introductory glance. Well, hello, lovely lady, you're finally here. The family tree gave out an earth-shattering cheer. Thirteen, you've buried, yes, this is true, but we are not dead, we've passed into you. All our strengths, wisdom, power, glory, and love, you now possess. There was no mistaken whose voice speaks this bliss. It's my father who sits atop the tree. He comes to embrace me while looking into my eyes. He says, Death is what you make it, while life is the same. Now the universe has called, take it firmly by the hand, as you are whisked away to a far distant land where people are purple and sing all day long. Live life with a smile and dance from place to place. Enjoy your calling. And the universal embrace,
0: thank you, yeah, <laughs> thank you for sharing um, that's really beautiful
2: it's pretty intense, yeah, yeah,
0: it invokes yeah. quite a bit of thought and emotion and all sorts of different uh, wonderful, wonderful things um, see, I'm still thinking about it, yeah <laughs> were you always um like spiritually inclined or drawn to things and stuff like that your whole life? Or yeah. Or was it kind of going through that experience of losing those people during that time period that really...
2: No, I've always been that way. Have you? Yeah.
0: What are some of the things that you recall from your childhood and stuff like that as far as crazy weird things that you couldn't necessarily explain at the time? But... Well,
2: I'm, I'm Siciliano. And so uh, born in Palermo, and came to the U.S. when I was really little, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but we were back and forth a lot. A lot and with with being within that family it comes some responsibilities that are that have attachments to what that means and so there's always been a level of uh, learning uh, from violence and and experience of violence and um Cartel and and uh, things that I would never be able to talk about like this if my father and my uncles were still alive. <laughs> 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 but my grandmother brought me here when I was when I was little because she wanted to get me away from all that. Yeah, I was being trained to be to take a part within my family that she just didn't want, and so there was you know the the passing of my family was. That was, nothing in my life <laughs> has happened in small measure.
0: Well, now I have to ask you, did, um, if you lost 13 people during that time period, was it, so we don't have to get into specifics necessarily. And by all means, I don't want to, I promise, I, w- I, I, anyway, promise I, will. I promise that I will
2: not share if I don't know.
0: <laughs> um, did they all die from illness? Did Mm-mm. they all die from you know natural causes or, or traffic accidents? Mm-mm. No.
2: No, it was all crazy. All craziness. Mm-hmm. It was all crazy. And was
0: it here local? Not when I say locally, I'm not talking Utah, but was it here in the states or was it back? Most in, of it. Most of it in the states.
2: Most of it. Yeah, yeah. We had um, my father had s- several homes um, within the United States. Mm-hmm. Where Did you know your father from... that well? Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, Were yeah. him
0: and your mom still together? No. Okay.
2: No, they 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 divorced when I was two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was very close. I'm a daddy's girl, actually. Yeah. Uh but um, yeah. My mo- guess is
0: it's probably going to be a really long podcast if we go into all of. Yeah. That oh, stuff. yeah. That's not even possible. <laughs> that's
2: not even possible. But yeah, I a lot of it. A lot of it was. Um, local California Wyoming yeah in um, the then my father you know I brought people that were ill I brought them to me so I could take care of them um, you know visiting my nephew in California and mm-hmm. you know from murder to suicide to uh, car accidents to uh, you know um, heart attacks to all kinds just of the different whole stuff of but it was just one right after another and um, you know there's a lot that comes with that a lot.
0: Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking about not just going through that experience, but being raised and brought up in that environment, and having the lineage of that, and all the weight and the. It doesn't matter what we want to call it or think about it, because there's a lot of different kind of esoteric ways to think about, like DNA and energy and past lives and all these kind of different things, right? For me, I don't get caught up in trying to define it specifically. I have a wide variety of beliefs, and they're always fluctuating and changing, and I'm down to just kind of think about all sorts of crazy shit. But to carry that vibration that's present even before you're born, because you're born into this family where my guess is that, you know, that stuff doesn't just happen in one generation. A lot of times typically it's going to be, you know, It's going to be a progression. Right. And to be born But you can
2: break generational curses, people. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think you can definitely
0: alter and shift that Mm -hmm. vibration. Right. But to be in it and to kind of go through that, and I mean, I can't even imagine.
2: It's so funny. You know how often I hear that. I can't even imagine. You know what I say, me either.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the reality is, so you talked about that time period kind of afterwards, and then your 16-year-old daughter coming to you and be like, Mom, you're home, but you're never here. Yeah. Like in my mind, you know, as I'm listening to you and obviously I'm not judging you in any way, shape or form, but it's that disassociation in order to survive. It's that disconnect in order to really just literally physically survive the experiences that you're going through because of the overwhelming amount of emotion that you're feeling.
1: That's right.
0: And I mean, it makes sense when you look at it kind of from the outside, but, and I'll be honest with you. I'm a big believer in honesty and truth as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> good.
0: Um, <laughs> my guess is you still got a whole bunch of shit to do. You still got a lot of work to do. Everybody does.
2: Oh, yeah, do big time. you know what I mean?
0: Everybody does. Big time. Everybody's always constantly shifting and changing oh, yeah. and evolving. But it was only like five years ago?
2: No. No, no, no. no. no, no. Oh, God, the... no. No, everyone passed it. It's been 12 years. Okay. 12 years. Okay. It was a five-year period where I died. Okay. Yeah. No, well, no, 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 no. My no.
0: bad. You don't have yeah. a lot of shit to go through. You just got a little bit left. No, if it's well,
2: yeah, no, I have actually everything. I am you know, I evolved so much. Beautiful. I, I evolved so much that my understanding of and clarity of certain things like the importance of care versus love. Mm -hmm. Um, Not taking not only the people that I choose to have in my life for granted, but everything that goes along with that is is a little clearer than others. Um, My patience is almost near perfect. My ability to not just know things, but understand what I know is also a part of of the clarity and and being evolved that that has put me in the place that I am now. So yeah, it's it's been a lot of a lot of work, a lot of work. From it's been thirteen years now, will be thirteen years in September. So between then and now, that has. That has not only shifted me into, it's almost like another dimension. Yeah. You know. Well, Well, I like
0: the way that you described it. I mean, the whole death and rebirth and reincarnation mm -hmm. aspect of it. Because if you think about it, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about like your... I don't even know what to call it, whether we want to call it like your spirit or your soul or your, your energy body or your light body. I don't care what label we put on Probably it. Probably soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That aspect mm-hmm. of it just kind of getting to the breaking point and dying
1: mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and then having to be reincarnated in order to continue on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense from in my mind. It might not make sense to the listener out there that thinks we're crazy and full of shit. But it makes sense
2: to Well, me. here's a little clarity so, so it possibly could help make sense. Mm-hmm. Is it, it was my soul that had to die. Yeah. Because my purpose is is greater than what I could have ever imagined. I had absolutely no idea that I would be doing what I do now. No idea whatsoever. You ask me... You know, back when I was doing what I was doing is I had just signed with MGM Records and everyone started to pass. And so I walked away from all that. You know, I was going to be a singer and a a pop star and and yeah, no. So everything. (laughs) And then the universe is like, sweetheart, Mm -hmm. that's not what you're going to do. That's exactly right. Yeah, we got something else in mind for you. So everything, every trial and tragedy and lesson that I have experienced within my life has brought me to where I am now, mm-hmm. which has brought me to do the work that I do, and i couldn't I couldn't be more grateful. yeah, you know, and and that's something to me to be able to say that. you know, I have literally I have tasted tragedy on levels that most people couldn't even fathom, but man, I am so fortunate. I am so immensely fortunate and blessed and universally kissed. And the level of clarity that I am able to have is so beautiful that I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. And believe me, when, when there's that much tragedy and that many people who pass in such a short period of time, there's regret that goes along with that, you know. You don't have that many people pass away and not have some regret. Of course oh my not. Gosh, holy cow! Like yeah, I had the fairy tale. You know, my husband was phenomenal.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He was a he was, and I use the word and the definition perfect quite often because perfect to me is a state of mind. It is not a word. I had a perfect husband. I was the perfect wife. We had the perfect kids and or perfect vacations, and I had the fairy tale. Now, of course, yes, that bums me out that he's no longer with me physically, but I had that. I had that. Do I believe I'll have that again? Sure, if that's what's meant for me. Absolutely, I'm open to anything like that. Yeah. But since I've moved into this new being... To where I understand, really understand what it means to care before I love, boy, would we be awesome now? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you know it's, yeah. so it's you know it's it's regrets like that, as well as like you know the legitimate regrets, mm-hmm. like man, I wish I wouldn't have said that or. Man, I wish I would have said that. Or See, that's what oh. I'm thinking about,
0: too, is it's like, like you how? don't get closure, Mm-mm. you know? Yeah. And that's, I mean, part of me thinks that's really beautiful because it really forces you into that space of kind of what you've done with it where you have to find a way not to just move through that and get over it in a sense, even though I'm not talking about getting over it because it's always going to be a part of you and shaped who you are. But without the ability to kind of mend those relationships and get some closure and you know like because I've had wonderful conversations with both of my parents and things like that to kind of help our relationships grow and expand and mend and everything like that you didn't get that like shit was taken from you before you had the opportunity Mm -hmm. at a certain point in your life when you get to the point where you're like wanting to you know fix those things and mend those relationships and you didn't get that
2: Well, the thing about that though is Mm -hmm. I did get I did get some time with everybody before they went. Really? So you know, it was. It really, literally, was all prepackaged.
0: That is some divineness.
2: You know, it was. It's just. It's so bizarre. Yeah. It really is. And then to and think, like with my mom, you know, yeah. I woke up in the middle of the morning and went to her house, and I put all of that behind me, and for a month, uh, I for three months. It wasn't a month. For three months, I had a mom. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was a daughter. You know, I got to stay the night with my mom, and for the first time, literally in my life, I kissed her lips. You know, and I hugged her—not just a pat on the back, but an embrace. You know, and, and I had time with my father. He passed a cancer, and so I brought him to my home. Mm-hmm. I cared for him all the way to the very, very last breath. Um you know so and on and on and on you know my even my godmother she she passed of of a heart attack i brought her into my home i wanted to live with me i wanted to be close to me yeah and and she called me back for a hug and a kiss three times (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah that night and it was just so bizarre it was it was so bizarre. So I did. I had that, you know, and yes, it was a very short window of time, but I had it. Good. I did.
0: That's
2: I cool. It's so strange.
0: It is strange.
2: Pre-packaged.
0: And it's strange to think too, and we could spin off and, because uh, I, oh, I always like thinking about the dynamics of the way things work out. So whether you want to think about or believe in soul contracts and things like mm-hmm. that. Right. Um, and for the people that don't understand what a soul contract is, you can Google it, and you probably won't find a clear answer. But the idea that, before we inhabit this earth or these bodies or this dimension or whatever the case may be, that we somehow make an agreement with higher consciousness, God, ourselves. It doesn't matter what we think of it, but we make an agreement that we're going to go and have you know X, Y, and Z experiences. And so we're going to live out our life in kind of this predetermined, but also divine way. And that's a really kind of broad explanation of soul contract but anyhow it gives you a general sense it makes me think about all the people connected to you and you're connected with all these people not just your family members but the amount of when i say movement like the amount of energy shift that happened and surrounding all of that do you know what i mean that's 18 months so Mm you got a year six months 17 days is that what you said Mm
2: -hmm. one year six months and 17 days yeah yeah
0: um the amount of energy that was shifted and moved and changed during that time period is pretty damn profound so then it's fun to sit back after the fact and look and be like why you know and we don't necessarily need to come up with a clear answer but I'm sure you've done it I'm sure you've gone through and kind of oh, a, yeah. played the game of why did not necessarily why did this happen and poor me but well, I really all that know why. dynamics of all of it
2: I, I know why and you know there's there's a whole bunch of, of different reasons yeah. why there really is um but the the big picture of it it's just crazy it, it's really bizarre and you know i'd never really talk about this because when i say it well you know and i'm the kind of person where i always speak the truth so i really don't i i don't care how it sounds <laughs> <laughs> i am that way i'm so that way um Everyone was, and this is only part of it, removed from my life because my purpose is for everyone else. Mm -hmm. The universe, the greater God, the greater gods, the energy of all things is very selfish with me. And it, when I say that out loud, it's so strange to me. And that's why I really never talk about it, is that that's very difficult for me at times because um, it has separated me from having family. Have I met anyone that has gone through and come through what I have as of yet? No, I haven't. Would I like to? Um, selfishly, yes. <laughs> uh, realistically, no, because it's, a, it's hard. It's a bummer. I'm, yeah. I'm human. I do wear a supersuit, and it was, it was gifted to me. You know, the universe gifted me a supersuit. Mm-hmm. But I am stripped of that supersuit sometimes, and I am left to feel it all and sometimes that is for days and other times it is for a week
0: see there's beauty in that though it
2: is it Do you is you know what
0: i mean oh, that's god why we're stop. here that's the experience of being human mm-hmm. is feeling that raw shitty uncontrollable emotion yeah cuz there's power in it
2: yeah yeah but it's in the so moment, crazy yeah. <laughs> in oh my god the moment you like, fuck that that's it is uh, really intense
0: don't need any of that right now
2: it's intense yeah. that's a lot of emotion like, holy crap. You know, you think, not only do I miss my mom, but I'm like, God, I miss my mom, I miss my dad, I miss my husband, I miss my, my grandmother, I miss my godmother, I miss my niece, I miss my nephew, I miss my uncles. I'm like, good grief. <laughs> you know, and those are times when, if you can only imagine, and this is why I always tell my listeners, unresolved shit is shit. If it is able to be resolved, resolve that shit, let it go, and move on. Yeah. Because in in the aspect of what I have to deal with on days when I am left bare naked to feel it all, and I'm holding my phone saying there's got to be someone in this that I am connected to that I could call, that I could have a conversation of history with. Mm-hmm. There isn't. You know, that I could discuss you know, really? I mean, I have, I have a, a best friend that's been there with me my whole life. So she know, knew my dad my mom. And, but that I'm related to that could talk to me about my mom when she was little or mm-hmm. my dad or, you know, history. Like I've had questions that I wanted to ask my mom and my dad lately. I can't do that, you know. And it's not just my mom and my dad. It's no one. And so I, I urge people. You don't people, have siblings? No, everyone's gone. Everyone is gone. Yeah, everyone's gone. So, well, actually, actually. (laughs) Back up. I do. I have a brother. I have a full-blooded brother, but he was adopted. And so I am looking for him.
0: So he's out there somewhere. He's
2: out there somewhere. He is out there somewhere.
0: When was he adopted? Was he older brother, younger brother? Older brother.
2: Older brother. He, He was adopted in... My mom and my father had taken a trip to... Wyoming, my father and my mother, my mother's uh, Italiano, my father is Siciliano. My mother's mother didn't like that <laughs> mm-hmm, because the mixing mm-hmm. didn't like that at all. Um, my mom was 16. And so when they went to visit my, my mother's mother, they took my mom and they put her in Sheridan Girls' School. And that's where my brother was born. You would think because he was born in a girls' school that it wouldn't be that hard to find him.
0: What yeah. year do you, do you I mean how much information do you have? Yeah, about it's him? in set
2: nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy.
0: Was when yeah. he was born. Mhm. Yeah. Your mom's
2: 16, 17 yeah. years old. So I have and this is just recent, you know. I believe it's really important to begin these things when you're ready and in that space yeah. and time when, you know, everything is available for you. You know, for So sure. I think it's going to happen. I feel it. Yeah. I feel it.
0: I like, have no doubt that Yeah.
2: Gonna I, I know it's going to happen. It's super cool. And people keep telling me, you know, prepare yourself for, well, nah. You don't have to prepare now, yourself for much of anything, I my guess is. <laughs> uh-uh. I don't. I really don't. Yeah. I don't. And, you know, it's really cool about that. Is I have insight, my insight, and I I have a a psychic ability, but it isn't the type of ability, sometimes, but not all the time, where I can sit and read your mind. Uh I see the future. So I can see what's going to happen in someone's future based upon how they're living their lives. And I don't mean just by chance, absolute direct circumstances of what's going to happen. Well... Uh, sometimes and lately, more often than that, I get these flashes of of like pictures of of how we're gonna meet, mm-hmm. like what he's gonna wear, be wearing and what I'm gonna be wearing, and and like the picture around us, the weather, and and it, and it's not like a it's not a dream. So I'm not I, I I'm never sleeping. It's yeah. not a dream it's periodically throughout my day. Like I'll be sitting at a light or I'll be reading or or I'll just and be just sitting. And I get that flash, but it isn't just a flash. It is a literal picture.
1: Yeah.
2: It is a literal picture. So I know it's coming. I know it's coming. It's like it's so coming.
1: <laughs> That's cool.
2: I know. It's so cool. So I don't have to prepare myself for anything because yeah. he's he's great he He's absolutely great; he's a psychologist, and this is what i get uh-huh you know and and it's i've very only twice have I been wrong <laughs> <laughs> so he's a psychologist, he has a wife, two daughters
0: that's a neat thing <laughs> um gosh, so many questions, so many things. That's just neat, and like you said, you, I mean, I'm 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 certain that you'll find him. I'm certain that that moment and that time will come mm-hmm. when, yeah, I when you wow. and everything like that. I know, and wow.
2: That's gonna be cool. This
0: is fucking deep shit.
2: I know, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're like, I'm, come and be on my show for yeah. like five days. <laughs> like, that's I'm a hungry. Lot of stuff. I'm hungry, Craig. (laughs) That's
1: really
0: interesting to go through. That I can't even. When I keep saying I can't even imagine, I can imagine. I have a really good imagination and things like that. And um, I don't know. That's just a lot to move through. And I, for me personally, I like thinking about it in the in the realm of all the different things that not just had to take place, but that that did take place, and the repercussions, and the synchronicities, and the all those different things that happened. I mean, really, throughout your whole life. Yeah. Th- I mean, that's the way it is with everybody. Yours is just really obvious and well, easy I'm, to kind of look at. In a I'm sense. almost
2: done with my autobiography. So. Are
0: you? Have you been re- writing one?
2: I have. Very nice. I have. Two more chapters. Two more I can chapters. That's going to be a crazy story. Done. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Even for me, I've re you know I've reread it seven times now. <laughs> I have. I and you know. <laughs> People tell me I can't imagine, and I say I can't either. It, it It is very bizarre. It's.
0: Is there a part of you that still feels like you're outside of it? Of course. Do you know what I mean? Because so much of it you really had to detach in order to survive. Oh, of course. And that's like an ingrained, instinctual fight or flight. That's how we survive as humans when we go through trauma and experiences.
2: I will always be t- detached from the reality of it, but I'll never be detached from the definition and gratitude of it. Mm-hmm. The reality of it is, that's emotional. Okay, that's that's feeling and that is hysteria. Mm-hmm. But uh, the definition of it is understanding and clarity and beauty and, and joy. Yeah. It, you know, to have tragedy and to. I always say if someone asks you how you're doing, try to stay away from answering, I'm going through a lot. Say, I'm coming through a lot. It totally changes the aspect of what it looks like. If you can say, I'm coming through a lot, then that's an action. It's not you're sitting down going through it. And so. Having, having come through all of that there is so much joy in that and it's not just joy in that I successfully did it but it's the joy in understanding what it took to be able to do it successfully mm-hmm. you know and it took consciousness there's one word for you it took consciousness I had to remain conscious of all of it so many different things not just the situation or the circumstance or what was happening at the moment but that I am a huge (laughs) (laughs) five-foot-three super duper strong woman that could remain conscious within the bigger spectrum of clarity. I am a huge five foot three because I choose to acknowledge the greater energy around me. Yeah. We're all energy, I'm made up of the same energy as the universe, everything mm-hmm. in it. And so that's why I say I'm a huge five foot three is because we all have that, you know, we have that right or wrong choice to decide whether or not we're going to acknowledge that. Well, if if I I can I can either be, you know, a small five three or I could be a huge five foot three woman. And that's what I chose to be. And really it just you have to allow yourself to receive the greater energy and forces to to unfold and unearth all of the questions and the animosities and the and and the anger and all of that for you. Because we really are not that good. We're just not. Like as people? As people. You don't think so? we have we have a greater source to make us create us that good Uh, we're not i i really do not unless we acknowledge that we have that source Mm -hmm. to go to to make us greater we're only as good as as we can be
0: what about like when we're born
2: well when we're born though we're born from that
0: from that source, from that source, so I think and we so, come out
2: perfect. What right? But what happens? It's like Pac-Man, right? He eats away and he eats away and he gets to the next level and it gets faster and he eats away at those ghosts. And why is he chasing ghosts anyway, right?
0: Pac-Man's running from ghosts. What?
2: Why? <laughs> right. Why is he eating not chasing? Why is he eating ghosts anyway? Yeah. Right. Say the ghosts of our past. Why why is he eating ghosts anyway? I'm so glad you called me on that. (laughs) He's running, But he's eating them. He's eating the ghosts of his past. Well, that's what happens. As we get older, we we end up with all of these, people say, skeletons. I always refer to Pac-Man. I love (laughs) Pac-Man. I do. I love that game. Um, But I always refer to Pac-Man because as we get older we acquire all these skeletons and ghosts and and we hide them right or mm-hmm. eat them to to keep them at bay when we don't have to do that we have to remember where we come from and also we are born when we're born we breathe from our solar plexus and by the time we're 5 years old we start breathing from our chest mm. because that's that is that is when we've inhabited everything we're going to need for the rest of our lives between birth and five years old we inhabit all of our fears our joys our our strengths all of all of that is is our psychology our psychological and mental states have been have been positioned for us so by the age of five. By the age of five, between birth and five. Interesting. And so, you know, our children, it's so important, so vital to instill all of that good energy into them because everything is being absorbed. And that's when that there's that cap. And that's when we start breathing from our chest. Yeah.
1: Instead of that solar plants. That's
2: right. And that's the truth is we we forget that we're supposed to breathe from our solar plexus.
0: We got to talk about something light. Let's do it. (laughs) We have to talk about something (laughs) a little less Let's do it.
2: Let's do it.
0: So I have no idea what to talk about in regards to any, because I have all of these other questions and all these other spinning things and stuff that I want to ask you what what the hell like what's the wh- where's the last place you went on vacation or where's your favorite place to go on vacation
2: oh my gosh i love cruises uh-huh. i love cruises but i'm a surfer really i'm a surfer well, and i used to compete so that makes sense. yeah i used to compete so hawaii uh the bahamas the last place i went was uh cancun cancun why the hell
0: do you live in utah Huh? Why do you live in Utah? What? Why do you live in Utah? I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> well, because I because there's people I love here. This is the way life goes sometimes. Because there's people I love here, and this is where I'm supposed here, to be. Yeah, but I can I can travel. Yeah. I can I can travel, and eventually I will live. I will have a place by the ocean. I will. I'll have a place by the ocean, but I love it here. Where would that be?
0: Like, where would be the ideal place?
2: I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know.
0: Surfing is one of those things. I I grew up here in Utah. I was born and raised in Utah, and things like that. But my dad's from California, so we have a lot of family in California, and that was a really typical family vacation and common family, va- you know, going to California, and visiting Northern the family. Or southern. It's kind of northern central. It's not quite northern and it's not quite central. It's uh Santa Maria area, Santa okay. Maria's Obispo, yeah. right mm-hmm. in there. That's, That's right. where my grandparents live and I've got family spread out throughout California. But um, when we go and we, we've gone now and we take our kids there and it's just it's a really wonderful time, but it's all about the beach. Yeah. Like, we just go to the beach, hang out mm-hmm. at the beach, spend yeah. time at the beach and it's one of those things that I one day I'll learn to surf. We have fun dinking around and pretending like we know how to surf, but <laughs> you, I mean, you can't learn to surf in two days or three days that you have to spend at the beach. No, and so that's one of those things that's kind of on that list where unless you know, you're a natural, yeah, I'm not. Oh, <laughs> I love the water and I love being in the ocean and it's fun, but in no way, shape, or form do I think I'm a natural when it comes to surfing.
2: Have you ever had anyone coach you?
0: No, mm-hmm. no, because mm-hmm. it's always you know it's those family vacations and it, and it's yeah. and it's more about. Getting the kids trying to have fun and doing different things. But one day we'll go and we'll learn to surf. And we'll spend like a month just living on the beach and hanging out and relaxing. All right. And well, so that since, be that purpose.
2: Since we're talking about the lighter side, I've got a story for you. Okay. All right. We're talking about surfing. When I was in high school, and I, and I, lived in, I grew up in San Jose. Mm-hmm. And I would get up at 3.30 in the morning and I would drive from San Jose to Santa Cruz just so I could catch some waves before I had to go to school. Uh, well, between like, uh, the end of September, it gets real foggy, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'd drive out and it'd still be dark and I'd paddle out. Uh, do you know, have you been to Santa Cruz? I don't think so. Where there's the lighthouse, Mm -hmm. the best place to surf, not the greatest surf, but it's the best place to surf. (laughs) And I paddle out, and just super foggy. It's still dark. Put my hand out in front of my face; can't even see my hand. I paddle out and feel the energy of the ocean, and that is what—that's what does it for me. Is just—it's so intense. It is. Well, you can—I I can hear the pi- the the seals underneath the pier, you know, and oh, how amazing they sound, just amazing and it's dark and it's foggy you can't see anything if, if you didn't if you couldn't feel the ocean and how it changes and how how it starts the waves start to grow when when the tide comes in you would have no idea that there was a wave coming you know or mm-hmm. when to catch it and the tide starts coming in and you can feel it paddle out a little further Starts coming in a little heavier, paddle out a little further, and then that tide comes in real strong. Still super foggy, but the sun starts to come up. Catch that first wave and ride it all the way into the shore, and the fog lifts, and the sun comes up. Ow! (laughs) (laughs) You want to talk about amazing. And, And, you know, I always talk about energy. We always talk about energy. Uh-huh. And how amazing and it is. And it is. It's so cool. Uh even like the vibration between like you and I from one side of the table to the other. The ocean is something oh
0: it's something different. God, it's something it special. Is. It's amazing. Oh
2: my gosh. Yeah. It's it's like I don't even know.
0: It's hard to describe. Isn't and it? And the fact is I mean, we could describe it in all these weird kind of esoteric spiritual yeah. ways and things that are kind of out there in the ethos and they're kind of hard to explain and describe. And then you'd have somebody else describe it in a very kind of physical way and somebody that's really connected and, you know, somebody that maybe not isn't just a surfer or they're a fisherman or somebody that just grew up on the coast or something like that. So I don't think it matters how you describe it, but there <laughs> is some power behind oh, it. It's really, it's really a neat thing.
2: Y- you I, know... You know, what's crazy about that is my daughter, a couple months ago or whatever, she looked at me and she goes, you know what, mom? She said, you were a completely different person when you were surfing all the time like that. She said, but I think that's when you became really, really um, like intertwined with energy. Mm -hmm. And I never really thought about that. It would Uh, make sense. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I, and it's, you know, I, I've had surfer friends all of my life, Uh you know, and all types all types of different surfer dudes yeah you know and <laughs> you know what I mean and it's crazy because I would say I would say 80% of surfers do it for the sport right
0: mm-hmm.
2: not the the energy
0: not the spiritual not aspect the of
2: spiritual it. aspect of it and I you know, it's weird. I never thought about it until she brought that up. I never did it for the sport, and I used to compete, uh-huh. but I never ever did it for the sport. It was how it was. It was my way of my keeping my sanity. Yeah, literally, it was my medicine.
0: I think it's a really good. Um, it's a really good example too, when you catch a wave, when you get to that point where you're in chaos and you're struggling and you're fighting against the ocean and a lot of times you're working against it but then you catch that wave and then you're in that flow you're connected i mean do you know what i mean this this sounds kind of dumbassery but it's beautiful and that that moment when you kind of catch it's 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 a really weird feeling but it's very You can draw parallels to kind of when you're connected to the universe and when you're really in balance in life because we always have that experience where we're kind of struggling and we're depressed and life is kind of thrown us curveballs and it seems like we're really spinning out of control or we're fighting really hard to get to a balanced place. And then suddenly we get there and it's like, oh, and then you just get to ride it and it feels so good. Yeah. But like everything, and see, this is really beautiful stuff here because we're comparing the ocean and wave, but like everything, I mean, waves in. They, you know, eventually that stops, but then you get to turn right around and swim right back <laughs> out and catch the next one. Yeah. The ocean is always going to have another wave, mm-hmm. something else for you to catch and ride, but it's always going to toss your shit and you're going to end up down at the bottom and then you're Holy dead.
2: cow. Yeah. Tell me about it. And that hurts. Yeah. I imagine. Mm-hmm. You know what is really neat about the ocean though is it's, it's its own body hmm uh, and y-
0: i think it's very much alive. i mean duh, oh, of course it's a life life in it and everything like that but i think it's very much like we talked earlier about how we're an important part of the aspect of the planet and human yeah. beings and blah 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 i think the ocean itself is this breathing living thing mm-hmm. that plays a very integral role and not even just on our planet but outside of our planet and the galaxy and the universe I agree with and everything you. like that—it carries with you. a lot of power. Yeah, I think there's significance to the fact that it's water, and we struggle to find water, you know, in our solar system and in the planets that we know. And yeah, it's there and things like that, but we have a really hard time finding it and everything. I don't know. We have to fucking wrap it up. Right? <laughs> <just here> <laughs>
2: this is awesome. I but, love it. <laughs> um
0: give everybody your contact information, best place to find you all that kind of stuff. Your show lifelines on iTunes. It's Yeah. where's your it's, website? It's my,
2: well, my personal website mm-hmm. is venishabella.com. It's V A N I S H A B E L L A.com. I also have another website where I do my blog and, and my poetry and like a whole bunch of just kind of crazy stuff, mm-hmm. and that that website is what's happening, and it's w h a t z h a p p e n i <laughs> n dot net. Uh, and then my uh, my podcast is Lifeline, and you can find that on iTunes, and you can also find it at divinewisdommedia.com. Uh, you know, if you listen and you like it, give me give me uh, five stars would be good. Yes. You know, <laughs> why would I why would I ask for any less than five stars? For those of you out
0: there that don't know, like if you listen on iTunes, go and rate it and review it. Yeah. Because it's a wonderful way to help spread podcasts. Yeah. It's a wonderful way to kind of help. Expand and so you know, attracts new listeners. And iTunes is weird, and Apple's weird the way that they do things in regards to like demographics. It, anyways, it's a whole big thing that that's like a nerd podcast that we could talk about. But if you like a podcast, then subscribe and rate it, give it true a review. True story, so. true story.
2: It's super important. Mm-hmm. You know, we do it for you, so yeah. we ask in return, do it for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm Vinisha Bella, host of Lifeline, and Perfect. I'm I'm honored to be here, like super honored. Well, talk about you. out of the universe, blue.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hope everybody enjoyed the episode. Okay. I always say that, and I know everybody, I'm, I have no doubt that everybody's going to enjoy this episode. And thank you so much once again. Um, God, there's so many things to talk, like go out and fucking surf.
2: Yeah, do <laughs> it. Just do it. <laughs> but have a wonderful, beautiful day. Ciao. So Generous. I followed the dead. I remembered things that I didn't even realize I had to remember. Unresolved shit is shit. The universe gifted me a super suit.